Welcome everybody to Common Sense Christianity. As always, I'm your host, Ethan Foster, here today with another episode. Guys, doing things a bit differently today. I have two verses of the day that will get us right into our topic. The first one is Proverbs 8, 17. I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me will find me. And the other one is John 8, 31 through 32. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Again, that is John 8, 31 through 32. And I guess you guys, if you are smart enough, can guess what the topic is today. Where there's no actual subject in terms of a theological or just even Christian issue basis. I'm beginning to talk about how I became me, I guess. I know I'm a young guy, 16 years old. But I've been doing this podcast for well over a year now and been interested in and I've been in ministry, invested in ministry for five years now and been a Christian for three, almost four. And uh, I, I think it's important to take a look back on my short life and tell you how I got to this place. And maybe, Lord willing, it will give you wisdom to if you're on a truth journey as well. As you all know, I've said it multiple times, I was born in a Christian household. And luckily enough for me, I was in a mix of denominations as throughout my youth. Um, I mean, uh, up here in Utah, it was more of Kojic. I was three years old um, at this time, so it doesn't really matter. It's more of Kojic for my mom. Uh, my grandma, I was baptized in the Lutheran church originally. And uh, when we moved down to Florida... I don't know much of the church situation at the beginning. I'm guessing more uh, Pentecostal and or Baptist. I know that when I was really young, probably kindergarten-ish through first grade, I went to a Pentecostal church. And then we met some friends, family friends that we are still great friends with to this day, well over 10 years of friendship, I think. Uh, they introduced us to Thomasville Road Baptist Church. And this is where my, I guess, truth journey really began. Thomasville Road Baptist Church is your typical Baptist church, about 2,000 members at the time. The pastor, Curtis Clark, who uh, a couple years ago resigned for uh, for reasons that we will not discuss, and currently works at a different Florida church. That's irrelevant information. I'm just thinking back at it. Uh, we go to this church for, I guess, from second grade all the way till I moved out in seventh grade. So a good five years. Yeah, yeah, that's five years. I'm really bad at math, guys. And and just recounting, I, I I remember being very curious about the Bible, and it was it was like a average curiosity. Oh, what did Jesus do? What did uh, the Moses stories and you know all all the same Bible stories that you were taught? And I really didn't question anything until about third grade. This is where third third grade is really where I began to start basic questioning. And it was when three relatively close family members passed away in the expanse of about four months. And being in third grade, you 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 begin to think more about things that you probably are just learning about death and uh, life and and just all sorts of things like that. And really, in a way, it tested me because as a young kid, when you see that happening. You basically ask, and this is something that will trip Christian adults, why would God allow this to happen? 
why would God um, let my grandma die, my grandpa die? Why would he allow that to be, happen? And so, I mean, that, that was challenging. But I guess I set it aside for a little while. Because when you're in third grade, you can't really question things. Or you don't even know how to properly uh, assess horrible situations like that. And fast forwarding, fourth grade, I continued on in just the basic childhood I had. And I was a really curious kid. Back in fourth grade, I was obsessed with dinosaurs and Jurassic Park. I had my microscope and my little fossils I bring to school every day. And after school in Florida, since there was a bunch of limestone and very basic fossils, we'd go out into the field in Kate Sullivan Elementary and go look for fossils. So that's that was me. And I guess this curiosity stemmed from other things that uh that had nothing to do with the bible and every i believe two wednesday it was at uh after school i may be wrong it was a long time ago i would go around the playground with my bible and start telling people about jesus this is where it all started start telling people about jesus basically and people were annoyed and people would get mad and and, and you know at, at that time i didn't care and neither do i now but you weren't as aware how to properly do these things. Uh, fifth grade comes around. And this is where my apologetic mind started to sit So the presidential election was just beginning. This was 2015. And uh, I read Ben Carson's book, Gifted Hands, in fourth grade. And I really enjoyed it. And if for those of you who don't know, Ben Carson is one of the best neurosurgeons of the world back when he was uh, doing, doing that for his career. And he wrote this book, Gifted Hands, about how he was raised out of poverty. His mom, who couldn't even read, forced him and his brother to basically learn how to read. And even though Ben was a failing student, he became a straight-A student and became one of the best neurosurgeons in history. And that really inspired me. So when I saw he was running for president in 2015, uh, I, I said, I want him to win because he'll give us good health care. And it was done. And my mom got angry at me. And she said, no, you got to research it. You got you got to figure out why you're going to vote for him or the other candidates, which I was not aware of, why you would vote for them. So I watched Ben Carson's National Prayer Breakfast speech. I believe he did it, did it in 2013. Or I may be wrong on that. I, I didn't previously research this. This is all just memory off the top of my head. But um, I, I watched this and I see the country is $18 trillion in debt. It's a massive deficit. And I'm like, man, the country is in deep crap right now. This is concerning. Let me find out more. So I start watching the Republican presidential debates and all this stuff. And it's like, man, the country is crazy. And I found this severely entertaining. So really, interestingly enough, the political curiosity dynamic, I guess I had, and the curiosity with other interests that I have had, really set me up for success in the long run in terms of faith and religion and finding truth. So I continue on from there. I My mom was going through a faith crisis, began watching this man, Dr. Frank Turk, and some other apologists trying to figure out why she believed anything at all. And she dragged me on this journey, and I loved it. Dr. Frank Turk, I, I, I binge watched this man's lectures. I still have many of the lines from his lectures memorized. I watched this man faithfully. 
and I use his uh, arguments and tactics against atheists. And some of them were effective, others were not. When you first get into ministry, you'll learn a lot of things, um, and you'll lose a lot of debates, and you'll lose a lot of arguments, and you'll sound stupid a lot of times. And that's a good thing, because it later made me grow. So, I remember being in fifth grade, me and my friend uh, Zajavian, who was going to do this podcast with me, but later left the faith. Um, we, we in fifth grade, Mr. Ring's class, we used to always argue with the kids in there, the atheists, we'd, we'd argue with them. Uh, and do basic apologetics. We'd write in our journals about different concepts, basic concepts about God, about faith, and we were really evangelical at that time. And uh, I, I, I just remember arguing with my teacher about it too. And and one day he called my parents, and and um, because I disturbed the class with talking about Jesus, and me and him got into an argument for a good hour, and missed a whole science lesson. Because he wanted to debate me on it. I, I very vividly remember this. So all that happens, and I'm collecting experience. And I later get introduced to uh, Lee Strobel by my uh, pastor at TRBC. He gave me the book, The Case for Christ, when I was in sixth grade. And sixth grade is one of the most important years of my life in, term of, in terms of apologetic thinking. Because I enter middle school, and I put this to the test. I was a strong evangelical. You couldn't change my mind on anything. Gay people are going to hell. People who cuss are going to hell. People who have sex before marriage are going to hell. Everybody's going to hell. I mean, this was my mentality. This is what I thought. And um, I, I I don't even know. I, 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 just, I just went and talked about this. And I had such a passion. And in the area I was living in, Leon County, down in Tallahassee, Florida... It's a very, very progressive liberal think spot. And many people were discovering themselves, I guess you could say, becoming bisexual, some even transgender, uh, lesbian, you name it, it was there. Many of them have had left the faith. And the very thing Dr. Frank Tur Turek talks about in his lectures, about 75% of Christians leaving the faith, was uh, it was all happening before my eyes. So I was so concerned. So I got a small group of Christians together, and we made a club called the Brothers and Sisters in Christ. The Brothers and Sisters of Christ, we found we found it just on the Good Friday of that year. So near the end of the school year, it was um, it was in late March. We founded it. There was about ten people that showed up every week, and we'd have debates, we'd have discussions. It was really good. Moving along. The seventh grade, I continued gaining the knowledge. We start the brothers and sisters in Christ again. The Javian who founded it with me, he later left the group because of internal disputes. So we're going and we're talking. I'm, I'm still doing this. And our first meeting, there was a grand total of two people there. And unfortunately, well, at that time in my mentality, unfortunately, it never grew. There was one time when I had a grand total of eight people. The last meeting I had before I flew up to Utah, there was two people there, two different people. And uh, they, they have been friends with me for those past two years. And I remember doubting my capabilities uh, uh, and saying that I'm because I'm not successful by the world standards or I, I have somehow I'm not popular 
Uh, my social reputation down there was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Because I was a, a far-right winger and a, a huge evangelical Christian who didn't believe in evolution, who didn't believe in science, global warming. I mean, I was that guy back then. I was that guy. As arrogant as I was. As ignorant as I was, too. So when I moved up here to Utah, I said, I am going to have a new beginning. Now, scrolling back to where I came to Christ was um, in late seventh grade. It was 2013, 2017, excuse me. And we were at this event at TRBC D Now, Discipleship Now. And they, we were in the song. We were all emotional. The church was crying. And I just felt the spirit of God. I, I, I felt a type of peace. The type of joy I've never felt in my life. I've never felt it again, but I felt it then. And although I had been raised in the faith and proclaimed myself a Christian, when they said, is there anyone in here who wants to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior? I raised my Bible up, tears flowing. I raised it up and I said, I accept him. And my Bible study teacher who I who I still love and appreciate to this very day. He was standing there. He's a big guy. He's like, if I remember correctly, like 6'9". Maybe a bit shorter, but somewhere around there. Big guy. And he came up and gave me a hug. And we went to another room. A couple people talked to me a bit. I was just in tears. I, I never felt that. And I still to this very day believe that was the presence of God in that church. I still believe that. It was such a powerful and moving thing. And it changed the way I saw things. Christ changed me. And I am still a hugely flawed man. Anyone that knows me, I am. But Christ changed me at that very moment. I realized that it wasn't necessarily winning arguments. And this was a habit I had to break over a long period of time. And I'm still trying to break. But it wasn't just winning arguments, but it was love. And at that point, like I need to stop arguing and hating people who don't accept Christ, but starting to love. And that is a transformation you have guys seen me going through. You have seen the tail end of that. The absolute tail end of that. So when I moved to Utah in early 2018, March, uh, if I remember correctly, I moved up here. I didn't know what to expect. I, I knew a bit about Mormonism, but I, I, I was worried and scared. Because when you move 2,000 miles away from home, and all you have is a bit of family that's not going to school with you, you go to a totally new school, totally new school, and, and you have no idea what they expect, a totally different culture, totally different religion that you do not completely understand, you are worried. You are so worried. And I went into school that day. Man, it was a great day. No religion and nothing. I was I was just joking around. I'm making people laugh. I'm talking to the girls. You, you know how it is. Fantastic day. In a couple of weeks, my popularity was good. I had never experienced this. People actually liked me for once. And it was such a great thing for me at that time. Such a great thing. And then I started getting comfortable. I had been. I read this book called um, "Have You Witnessed a Mormon Lately?" by uh, uh, James Spencer, I believe his name was. And 
absolutely expanded my mind. Um, so in my fifth period in particular, I just started combating the Mormons there. And we were still friends after that, but it was this intense arguing. This is actually how I met my best friend Cameron, who I've had on the show a couple times in the past. He he walked up to me one day and he said, Ethan, the Mormons are talking about three levels of heaven again. I said, let's go. Let's go argue with them. Went and argued with them. That's how I met him. And, and I, I learned how to maintain my composure and maintain a side that, yes, I can be a loving, fun guy. But when it comes to truth, I will not be silenced on it. And that was a balance that I needed to learn. Around eighth grade, I, I, I really didn't talk about God that much. I mean, I'd have the occasional conversations about it, but it really wasn't much. I wasn't doing any ministry, no books, no nothing. I was just going to church. I was still learning, but uh, the passion seemed to have dwindled a lot. And I realized that throughout that school year. So over the summer, when I started writing uh, something, uh, it, it was about the evidence for God. My friends at Jamie read it. He's like, man, this is good. Let's write a book. So we start writing a book. And I get Cameron in on it. And we start putting together this book. And for a bunch of reasons, the other two people left, left me. And I continue writing on this book. And so I have more to finish. I'm in 10th grade, by the way. This was the summer of 2019. And then um, going into that school year, I said, I just had an overwhelming feeling and idea that I should start a podcast. Because I used to do a YouTube channel back in sixth grade. This is an important detail I left out. I did four videos on some basic apologetic stuff, and the atheists were tearing me apart on there. And and, and it, it was fun to do, but because of school and bad grades and, uh, and a bunch of other stuff, I quit. So I go back. I'm like, man, I want to do this. I need to start a podcast because I know I'm good at talking. I know I'm good at, at, I'm okay at technology. I can spread this. I can do good with this. So September 29th, 2020, I'm in my friend Cameron's basement. And I said, man, I'm going to start a podcast. So I read off the Mormon section of my book. And then I start rambling. It was a horrible episode. An atrocious episode. Go listen to it. I mean, I was factually incorrect on a lot of things. But it was a learning experience. And I recorded like five or six episodes. And I tried to hide it from my classmates because I was scared. Once again. Because I did not want to become hated and not be able to reach the truth out to people. So eventually, when people started discovering it, I just said, hey, it's out there. Go check it out. And I start promoting it, start promoting it, promoting it. And one day in early January of 2020, I email Sean McCrane um, because I had been watching his ministry for one, two years uh, by that time. And I said, hey, I, I just started a podcast. What is your advice on this? And he said, uh, and I asked him to check it out. And he said, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. And if I... Uh, and if you want to, you can come promote it on the show. I'm like, man, this is a huge opportunity. So February 4th of that year, I, I went on his show. We had an hour-long conversation and a great discussion. Absolutely great discussion. And I continue on with this podcast. I was doing YouTube back then. I had recently just get pretty much given up the YouTube channel because I'm doing 
uh, YouTube videos with Sean now, and I think those are much better, much um, more detailed than anything I could give. But um, I, w I was just going uh, and get putting out massive amounts of content uh, for my standard, at least, and just learning and telling people what I believe. Here's how you believe it, and here's how you um, defend against atheism. I mean, that was the original goal of this ministry was to go after atheism with and a bit of Mormonism mixed in there. And, and it's changed a bit now, but that's still the original focus for me. And through the whole coronavirus, my uh, I was scared. I was worried, like millions and millions of people. I was worried about what would happen. So it forced me to become closer with God. Because once again, I was focused on defending God, but I wasn't focused on being in relationship with and that's a very important thing because when you're only focused on defending God, the hate and the anger of your flesh comes out. But when you're in relationship with God, it calms you and, and it allows you to be loving and caring and understanding of a person's situation. So I had to learn that separated from my friends. I was completely quarantined for two months for the first two months of the pandemic, completely isolated. I saw no friends until about May. And in that time, I became very depressed. I became, it was just a constant cycle. I let my facial hair grow out. I, I, I looked horrible with it. And I, I, I just didn't know what to do. I kept doing podcasts. I kept sitting in my room all day. I was gaining a bit of weight. I mean, it was a huge weight gain, but I'm a very skinny guy. So it's more noticeable. My health wasn't in its best form, my mental health especially. So when I, and during that time, I had no choice but to get closer with God and to continue learning and to continue challenging myself. And so in April, I had Sean and a couple other Mormon guys on the podcast. I didn't. Couple interviews over the summer, and over the summer I finally got out, started hanging out with friends because I was tired of the quarantine, and started going camping a lot and getting out into God's wilderness. And then October rolls around, uh, late September. Uh, Sean, I, I I attended his church twice, and he says, "Revamping a show, we want you to be co-host." So I go on first episode introduction, the first episode of content, Christians Who Don't Go to Church, which I uploaded last week, um, was absolutely fantastic. And I'm like, man, this thing is going to be great. Because finally, through all that I had been through, through life, through just me being challenged and being, uh, in some cases, hated and being despised, and Almost and justifiably in many cases, because I was a jackass. I was an absolute jackass to people. Absolutely. Finally, I had someone to actually walk with me and teach me. And credit to my parents for allowing me freedom to think. Credit to my parents for allowing me to to research. And I'm going to do a part two to this uh, Sunday, by the way. But um, just credit to them in that. And 
I thank God every day for through the horrible times and the best of hours for giving me all those experiences because it made me who I am today. And I have so much more left to go and pray hope to God. I have so much more things I want to teach. I want to help people with. But truth, if you want to find it, you will find it. You must be determined, though. And you must not give up no matter the circumstances because people will hate you for truth. Because once you, once you discover truth, you will want to proclaim it to the world. And my friends, we will continue on this Sunday here on Common Sense Christianity.